No, let's hear it. I want to hear it. Who's currently cracking? Cracking up. <laughs> it's not that funny. All right, let's hear it. Ask the paprika. <laughs> Can we start over? <laughs> Can we start over? No. Please? No, welcome. No, no, no. Welcome no, to the no, Why Do People I, no, like no, no, Anime come on, Podcast. I want to go fresh. Come oh, on, my please. God. No. Please, no. No, it's no, perfect. Come no, come on. Hey, honey, can you pass the uh, salt and pepper? Sure. And the uh, paprika? <laughs> hey. That, uh, that, that, was, that was what you were... <laughs> yeah, that was all that buildup. All right, welcome back. <laughs> Wasn't, um... You remember Blue's Clues, like Mr. Salt and Mrs. Pepper? They had a little baby named Paprika, right? Did they really? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I don't remember. You don't remember? I can fact check that. Blue's Clues was... Uh, it was, I mean, it was definitely like the more cerebral of the, uh, of the pre- children's of the programming. preschool uh, children shows. So it was kind of like a murder mystery if you think about it. Yeah, every, they were really like every episode. You had to coded. you had to solve a a, a crime. Mm. You know who killed uh, the mailbox? Do shows still do that where they're like, "Where's the map?" And then the map like shakes. Like Dora the Explorer style. You know, it's, it's been like, it's been so do long. You since, see the clue? It's been so long since I've uh, <laughs> indulged in preschool media yeah, that I'm <laughs> I'm unfamiliar with where things are at. Yeah. <laughs> what's like the What's like the uh, By the way, this is. Uh, oh, you're right. They had a little baby called Paprika. Yeah. Did you see a picture? Yeah. It's pretty pretty, pretty, pretty cute. cute, right? <laughs> By the way, this is a Why Do People Like Anime? A podcast. The anime podcast. The anime podcast where two us, John and I, <clears throat> have embarked on the the great the great adventure, the great American journey. We've joined. To, we've to watch joined all the, the, anime. the yokai parade <laughs> in in watching all. I guess the they anime. are yokai, huh? I th- I've I read that 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 parade scene is like uh, an ode to this like tradition traditional art thing. That makes sense. That's like the hundred yokai parade. Yeah. Um. Every week we watch an anime. Sometimes we watch a series. Sometimes we watch a movie. Don't overcomplicate it. <laughs> you yelling at me or the no, listener? I'm yelling at you. Me. No, the listener. John Hill. Okay. <laughs> Listen up, you. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Hey! Hey, eyes on the road. <laughs> uh, this month, we're loosely, I guess, trying to watch a bunch of horror media. Yeah, I feel like we've been holding out to do this one for a long yeah. time. Because it's it's this, this. I'm just going to put it out there. No, I'm going to save this this hot take for later. Okay. Um, because I think this, this completes our... Uh, viewing this of is, the Satoshi Khan work. This is the works. final Satoshi Khan work that we. That, well, I think you know. I think there's like a one minute short. Yeah, but which I we mean, could just watch after this. We're not gonna. We're not gonna do an episode on. It. <clears throat> so this is our last episode where we talk about Satoshi Khan. And if you've listened to some of our previous episodes, uh, big we, fans, we've cried. Okay, <laughs> cried doing the podcast. Doing the podcast. I'm, I'm about, nervous. I'm gonna cry doing this podcast. I don't think I will. I don't uh, think I. I'm in the same state that the other ones yeah. left me. I think. I think the la- I think the one we cried in was Tokyo Godfathers. If I'm not mistaken. I think I, I teared up talking about Millennium Actress. Oh yeah, that might be it. I don't know. You're gonna have to go back and listen to all to, of them. And at the end of the episode, we're gonna have to rank where all the Satoshi yeah, Khan works are in our head. That's what I was gonna lead with, but you're right. Oh no, Stay we tuned. should we should lead with that. No, no, I. I think we should save it to the end. All right. Um, 
So paprika. What's, what's new in the world, Julie? Uh, we, we can't. We can't just go straight. Okay, we gotta, all right. We gotta I, warm up a little well, bit. Well, here's the thing. Nothing has changed. <laughs> I'm, I go to work. You're working on a wet. You're working on a book right now. Yeah. No. Uh, top secret. Because it's gonna be a gift, a surprise oh, for okay. s- for certain parties. Um. But I. But I have been trying to get back into sort of looking at my stuff, making new stickers. Yeah. I don't know if I've announced this on the pod that my Etsy shop is uh, back open. Open for business. No anime on it as of right now. Not entirely uh, true because there's my Fruits Basket stickers are back up. Right. So if you're interested in that, it's Kill Her Instincts and we'll tag it on Instagram. Um, but yeah, check it out. I'm trying to I'm trying to shift away from anime, but every now and then I look at my anime, some of the illustrations I've done for this. They're good. This yeah. podcast and uh, I'm like, maybe I'll do a bell sticker. Maybe I'll do a... A ninja, a bell, a bell sticker pack would be really good. Yeah, you know, Ooh. thinking about it, I kind of want to bring back the paranoia agent sticker pack. That was I one like of my that favorites. One. You could do a paprika sticker pack. I could. I'm thinking. A lot, I mean, a lot I, of imagery. There is a lot of imagery. Anything new with you? Um, John's been playing a lot of basketball games. <laughs> yeah, I've, <laughs> I've started playing. A, well, the NBA season has resumed as of this past Tuesday. What do you think? Uh, uh sparked your your basketball interest because this is relatively you're not like a basketball guy (laughs) i mean i played it as like a kid i mean it's like i think it's the uh i mean to be honest i think probably watching uh the last dance the michael jordan documentary Mm. kind of like i i think the the respect it now well like the fever (laughs) of like i guess like a basketball game and like the the intensity in which it's played and sort of like the there, there's a lot of like I, I feel like in as opposed to other sports like there's maybe more like personalities that come up in a sense that like I mean like obviously like football you have like you know star quarterbacks and stuff but like you know in basketball it's like every player nearly is 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 kind of like their own mm-hmm. their own kind of brand and personality and I think that's kind of interesting and and I don't know. It's it's a it's a it's it's an exciting game to like watch, um, like on TV versus like baseball and like football. I mean, I don't know. Football is kind of uh, they all wear helmets. You can't connect with the player <laughs> through the helmet. Yeah, that's that's fair. <laughs> there's there's more emotion in, in seeing it. But yeah, I've and been, it's more active than baseball. I've been playing uh, NBA Two K Twenty Three, yeah, which is like very fun, but also the worst game ever created. It is like it is a disgusting, <laughs> like like it's a uh, little too meta. I think it's a, it's like a disgusting product of just like advertising and marketing, and it's like you have to get a brand sponsorship from Jordan Brand or Nike yeah. or Adidas or Under Armour, yeah, to progress. Like, <laughs> go meet Zion William at the Mountain Dew basketball court. It's pretty, it's pretty um, egregious. <laughs> Like and there's like the, uh, I guess like the games uh, marketing guy has like kind of made himself into like a, like a personality, really? which is and he's so annoying. He's just like the worst person ever, and he's like in the game and it's just like great. I don't know. So it's like the the gameplay itself is fun. Um, well, that's good. But the everything around the game is pretty gross. 
You also have a skateboard for some reason, which doesn't make any sense. Yeah, you like skate around town. And you get to, it's, whenever I see these games, I'm like, this is just like an excuse for guys to play dress up, basically. Well, yeah. Like, Grand Theft Auto has like the dress up element. It's like, it's sure. like, <laughs> you get to make your own character. I mean, it's been that way since, you know, I mean, like World of Warcraft, that was kind of the point, was like, you'd get cool armor and stuff. Any game that doesn't let you customize your character, like, like in every sense of the word, like what they're wearing. Can I get a tattoos? Can I right. make his hair blue? You know, like it's got to have it all. Uh, no, I mean, for I it to to be even like a touchable game. <laughs> I hold, I hold no, uh, I make no qualms that like that is an aspect as to like why I like playing certain games. I mean, but then there's like stuff where it's like you're you're playing a specific character, and there's you know, I guess so, like Persona. Yeah, right. Julie uh, has, I, I think we mentioned it before, but you've committed to <laughs> I'm not committed putting to two hours into the uh I'll, I the will new start Switch, playing it. I can't, port. I can't promise that I will finish playing it. We got, we got, a, we got a hard commitment I'm literally Julie. saying the opposite. <laughs> well, Julie, I mean, Julie's, you know, playing it up for the, you, the audience, but, you know. John's doing a bit. I'm not doing a bit. I saw a tweet that was like... Uh, <laughs> the character Beetlejuice is is like what would happen if you knew someone who just never stopped doing bits. <laughs> oh, we uh, this is unrelated. We saw the new Halloween movie. We did. Uh, you know, we're still watching. You know, spooky stuff. Horror films. Horror films and in October, we, like you do. We really liked it. A lot of people did not. But... I don't understand why you wouldn't have liked it, but um. It's like, what do you want, you know? Yeah. What do you want? You can't remake a, the same thing that it was. We have to end the chapter. Might as well. I mean, I, I really liked the story of this weird. one. Um, and I'm glad that it ended the way it did, even though it was goofy. I'm glad another Halloween 3 has pissed off everybody. This was like l leaps and bounds better than the second one though oh yeah but i still think the first one could have been it and we could have been okay with that it could it could have been a one and done for sure yeah but um speaking of brutal kills we watched paprika <laughs> are there brutal kills? no there, there's none this is i mean does this qualify as a horror movie feel like people have described it as such i after watching it i would not consider it a horror movie there are some creepy moments and unsettling i feel like this falls more into a psychological thriller yeah that's probably more accurate i'm I, i'll also say like we've both seen this one before and but not in a long time and i remember it, me being confused by it the first time and i got the same thing when we watched perfect blue but like kind of knowing where it was going like vaguely really helped me understand what was happening <laughs> this watch through where are these guys going <laughs> John, oh, sorry John, uh our t apple tv screensaver is on the dolphins uh, a bunch of dolphins swimming <laughs> forward pretty sure john's wondering where they're going where are they going what about what i just said oh yeah no i think i think <laughs> having seen it before i mean i feel like I feel similarly to like you know, like uh, something like Eraserhead or Lost Highway or something, where it's like mm -hmm. you get you get like the kind of like baseline like shock viewing, yeah, and then you can kind of like piece together like okay, well this is sort of this character kind of represents that. I feel like so for 
I don't know. <clears throat> uh, the last time I watched this movie, I was 13. Uh, and I'm now 29. Yeah, so you there was like a big jump, but I think I will I watched it for the first time like freshman year of college, so like 18. Yeah. And I'm now 29. So So I I I uh this was basically the shock viewing for me. I remembered like two things, one specific scene and then like kind of like the general like parade that happens. Oh yeah, the I mean the parade is classic. The music is like absolutely classic. Like it hits um so this is i'm i I would so all that to say like i still feel like i'm kind of in like the shock viewing of it mm. where it's like i think i understand a good portion of it and everything but like i'm sure that there is stuff that i i mean i got it so clearly this time it's like insane yeah that's that's why it's insane to me that i didn't get it the first time i watched it well well, you know what i mean uh, reveal this reveal thy secrets (laughs) so did you like it i loved it yeah. I love this movie. Um not only thematically, uh but stylistically, every single bit of it is like chef's kiss in my opinion. Yeah. So starts off with the detective character in in like a very clear like dream state. Uh he's going he's it's that dream logic of going from room to room. And things changing very dramatically. And and you learn that this is like a recurring dream that this detective has. And it's it it ends with this this like really kind of off putting hallway with this like weird floating man in the middle of it and another man running away from him that he can never catch up to. It's like it's like have you ever had dreams like this? Where you're like going from like through like insane architecture because this is exactly what my dreams are like (laughs) like i'll be in a cafeteria and then the door will open and it'll be like an opera house like (laughs) yeah we were kind of talking about that earlier like i think we both had some like weird dreams last night which is sort of what inspired i had a very specific like i was in on the in the airport and then i was at like disney world and then i was at like a resort or something yeah and like I couldn't, I was like lost in this building. Right. That like happens in my dreams a lot. These like insane architectures. I feel like recently, I don't know like what subconscious uh, anxiety is being acted out here, but like I have a lot of dreams where I'm like in like uh, dangerous elevators. Dangerous elevators. Yeah. I was just gonna say that a lot of my dreams. I'm just realizing this now. Have really long escalators. Escalators. Like, okay. but like, very like dangerous. Like, like escalators in the middle of like giant spaces. Right. Where where it's like, you know, kind of off putting to to ride this escalator up like fifty floors. Yeah. <laughs> in like a like mausoleum or something. <laughs> But anyway, so there's this character, Paprika, that's guiding the detective through the dream. Uh, And she is present and sort of talking to him through this dream. And when they wake up, she's there. They take off the dream device and they, the uh, DC Mini, and uh, which I I think stands for Dream Catcher Mini, which I think is very cute. Um, but I don't actually know what it stands for. And then they like review his dream on a laptop. 
this is literally like and and so the DC Mini is this this technological device that was created uh, as a psyche uh, a psychiatric like therapy tool. Yeah. To to help people, so they've created this technology to help people. This like team of scientists or whatever. Yeah. And uh, Paprika is this character that is created to walk people through the dreams and it's it's described by the the woman scientist doctor i'm forgetting her name um as like this is gonna this is gonna help us in therapy practice because we won't just like rely on the telling of the dream we're actually like seeing it it. like we're seeing it we're experiencing it it's gonna this is gonna help people this is gonna help us in our treatment you know uh, sorry, I'm gonna look up the character names because I hate when we do when we don't. <laughs> You're referring to the the, the black haired lady. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Doctor Chiba. Uh, it's like there's there's Doctor Chiba, there's Paprika, and uh, who who is so Paprika is uh, at this point in the movie she is also like a therapist, but she's kind of like a rogue therapist. Right. No, I I always read her as like a tool that they created to guide people through their dreams. Well, later on, like a, kind yeah. of an anonymous figure that uh, because uh, uh, the detective the, the detective um, uh, Kanakawa yeah detective Kanakawa um, is talking to Paprika like she's a person, but. I think she's kind of like a an AI. She does not inhabit physical space. Yes, okay. I think she exists only in in this device, kind of like a Siri. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's how I've always seen it. Yeah. Um, and it sort of explains the ending without doing too many spoilers. Uh, Should we? we uh, but uh, this is this is the the ultimate. Uh, Uploading your consciousness nightmare. Yeah. Um, I read Paprika as like a physical person because like I, we're going to get into spoilers here. I'm sorry. <laughs> if if you haven't seen this now, uh, 16 year old movie and you're waiting for <laughs> yeah. spoilers. We'll, we'll say this. It is, this is one of those episodes where it's totally worth it to go watch it before you listen to us talk about it. In my opinion. Yeah, I would, I would agree. I think, um, this is maybe like uh, a bad sell for the podcast episode, but I think that watching this movie, not knowing a lot going into it, is going to be more valuable than just listening to us talk about it. Yeah, because we're because it'll also like if you don't know what we're talking about, then it's just it is going to get confusing. It is also one of those like along with a lot of Satoshi Khan's work. Yeah, I think you got to know what we're talking about this time. <laughs> right. So going into spoilers, okay. Because Paprika and Doctor Chiba are sort of revealed to be same person, right? Same person. I sort of saw it as a. Um, this whole movie kind of seemed like an expansion to me, and I, I kind of felt this even while watching it as a kid because I had seen, I'd seen Paprika after I'd seen Paranoia Agent. Paranoia Agent was like my first exposure to his stuff. Yeah. Um, this this kind of also felt like an expansion. Do you remember the one episode about like the tutor who has like a second life as like a prostitute 
Mm, yeah. So, like, I, I feel like he was kind of... Expl- I mean, obviously, like, characters having different identities is, is, is like, his fucking bread and butter <laughs> you know what i mean it's like it's like kind of his, his whether whole... they're aware of it or not yeah exactly and, and and sort of like the the way that that twist and turns like i i feel like that was maybe like this paprika felt like like kind of an expansion of that in a lot of ways to me where it's like you have like the the kind of like although i guess you can kind of say that's like perfect blue also but mm-hmm. i don't know so like i kind of read paprika as being a physical person, but like uh, Doctor Chiba in certain sequences, but I think now that you mention it, like I don't think that there are any until you get to like where the dream and reality starts to like kind of blend. Yeah, once it starts blending, then Paprika sort of her. exists in the real world. Yeah, but I think there are bits of like what is reality and how like how much of Paprika is really just in reality versus not like. Uh, but I've all, I I imagined her more as like an avatar uh, that Doctor Chiba uh, uh, like inhabits. Yeah, kind of yeah, like an avatar. Like you sign on, you go in the dream world. This and, is John Hill, the NBA player. Yes, and and that way that way the the patient or whoever they're treating doesn't associate that character in their dream with the doctor. Right, it can be that's re- kind of yeah. why I think they created Paprika, because I think they they mention it. Her and and um, the other <laughs> the other doctor who uh, uh, Doctor uh, Tokita, who's the big the big dude that gets stuck in the elevator. Yeah, <laughs> what was continue? We'll we'll talk about that in a we'll second. We'll talk about him. Uh, he, I think he is also like one of the creators of this a this like dream. The DC Mini, yeah, and Paprika. It's like they all they all refer to her as like her own entity, but they also know that Doctor Chiba is is Paprika. Paprika in in many ways. Yeah. So what? I mean, what do you, what do you think about? What is up with why why what is uh the deal with Doctor Takedo, and like him being like this big fatso that like everyone kind of like. He's like part. He's, he's like, like a man child. Well, he's like he's a man child, but he's also like a genius and also like very sincere and right. is like very genuine and caring about everything. And and then simultaneously is like made fun of for being like a big fat guy. And then at the end, kind of like gets the girl. Yeah, I know. Which is like it's incredible. It is such like a strange, like I I don't know. It's like a, it's it's like he. It's like Satoshi Khan like kind of takes like this character that you assume is going to just be like the I don't know like the neutered uh, <laughs> comic relief character. Sure, yeah. But he's actually like intellectually like kind of the most important player in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. and then also he's um, also like the closest friend with this. Uh, so so when they realize that somebody has stolen the DC mini um, and co opted it. Uh, before it was released to the general public, so it's it's like a, it's like in beta mode. Uh, it's not like completely secure yet, and this Should is not be in the this is a huge of, problem. Yeah. And uh, one of the one of the developers or scientists that worked on it, they believe it's him, and uh, uh, they're like, and and he is one of his closest friends, right? 
um, yeah, t- Dr. Tokita is like, oh, it's it's uh, Himuro, and uh, we just need to find him. Like, this isn't like him. And, and, and he's like, oh, it, and they show his apartment. His apartment's, like, trashed, and it's, yeah. like, full of dolls, and... Yeah, it's like he's set up to be kind of like a weirdo. Um kind of, yeah, like man childish. And like but I think the main point of him being big is like he's a consumer. You know? Like quite literally. <laughs> Taking in everything around him. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's a good way I think to see it. I think they like throw in this this comment towards the end about him uh I I think it's when Dr. Chiba's like kind of having her own uh, realization because she's finally having her own dream that's not paprika related. Yeah. And she's realizing her feelings for him. And I forget what she says, but it's like so poignant um, about about him being like so carefree. Uh, I'm like botching it, but um, it had something to do with like him not not uh caring or uh uh, it it was something to do with him like letting it all in right and i think it's like a meta like partly why he's like there's a scene where he's like order he's like ordering all the food and it's like oh ha 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 big man eats a lot but it's like but it's more than that it's he's he's uh it's like he wants to experience all things like that's kind of what she says yeah I'll, I'll see if i can find it but um i feel like this is like maybe like the first anime where like a fat character has you know i mean yeah like there are like the jokes and everything but at the same time like there's like a humanity i feel like in where it's like i mean and this goes for like a lot of media in general like you know overweight characters are often uh the, like the any, butt of the joke yeah butt of the joke and kind of stripped of any humanity yeah. Which, I mean, I, I understand why that happens, you know, but yeah. it is still very, uh, you notice it, I guess. Yeah. But I, I liked, uh, I liked Takeda's character a lot. I liked the, the, the space that he kind of inhabited in the story and, you know, he, he eventually kind of falls victim to the dream, but so kind of everyone else does except for Paprika. Yeah, and the and the evil people in on it, <laughs> but even they're kind of slaves to the to the game, also. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't find it, but I found the quote: uh, "An overweight spirit needs no diet. Go forward, superhero, to anywhere you please." <laughs> I like I like that quote a lot. Uh, yeah. Sorry, I'm getting I'm getting off track, but uh, it's and it's easy to get off track with this. So basically, like the 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 DC mini is in the hands of, of somebody it should not be and they're using it to sort of co-opt other people's dreams and basically everyone's dreams are getting mushed into one dream kind kind of like the internet right like uh it, like if if uh if all of your dreams were uploaded into one space then it would it would become this like massive parade basically is what the visual uh, analogy is yeah i think this is probably his most like maybe tech forward related work (laughs) in a lot of ways i mean from what i know of dreaming machine which is like the movie he was working on before he passed 
I think that movie was going to deal with dreams, but I think all the characters in it were going to be like robots, and there were not going to be any human characters. Oh man, ah, it's like it's fucked up, right? It's, it's up. like because it because so yeah, this was the last movie he made before he died, and um, it does feel like he was expanding on some other idea that that uh, was tangentially related to Perfect Blue, right? Yeah, and then like. What would have been the next step that would be tangentially related to Paprika? Because it's like very clear that this is what's interesting to him, and right. and uh, like the different paths you can go down. And I think it's, <laughs> I mean, it's silly to say that that he has any restraint, but like, but like there is kind of like one central theme to Paprika, whereas there's one central theme to Perfect Blue. Whereas like when science fiction goes wrong. It's because there are too many ideas yeah, that no. they're trying to like just jam pack it in and and uh, try to explain every potential consequence of this this one this one sort of like what if what if technology was like this you know like yeah. what if uh, in and in Paprika's case it's what if we were able to record our dreams right period yeah. like let's let's just focus on that. <laughs> And go down one road with it, <laughs> but but then you have the the subplot of the detective um, uncovering his trauma through his dream analysis, yeah, uh, which he's experiencing while this mass dream is happening. A dream within a dream, literal, literally Inception. Uh, before Inception, too. Inception before Inception. <laughs> Do you think? Uh... Chris oh, Chris 110%. Nolan had to have fucking seen this before. There's, I. It's just one of those ideas that, like, if he hadn't seen it, he he must have seen it while they were making it. You know what yeah. I mean? While he was developing someone, the ideas. While they were making that movie, someone, if he hadn't seen it, someone must have been, yo, Chris, you got to see this fucking movie. It's kind of crazy how... How similar your, your idea yeah. is. Yeah, I mean, which is better, Julie? Paprika is arguably way better than Inception. <laughs> Inception kind of sucks. It was pretty bad. It was, uh, yeah, it was like it, f- fake smart. I mean, it it like tapped into certain parts of of dream logic, which are interesting. I.e., literally like the rotating hallway, cool, I guess. But then, um, but then in Paprika, it, there is literally the dissolving hallway. Where he's running and the carpet is folding and and tripping yeah. out under him, uh, which is way closer to like which a is dream way feeling. Closer, yeah. And there's several moments where you you just pass through like a picture or paprika passes and like grabs a horse from a, a poster. Yeah, yeah. Or uh, and it's just like so smart. <laughs> it's and, like, like you don't you it's like it's like those memes of like always keep them guessing where you're going next. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say I'll say two things. One, I feel like um uh more than anything like through the movie like I think it it really captured the feeling of like the weird dream logics that I think other movies haven't been able to i.e. um the way that you sort of talk in dreams mm, which I thought yes. was like really effective where it's like sentences start and stop in really bizarre ways or 
conversations or, or it's you say things like really seriously and it, it just is total like Makes nonsense like gobbledygook. no sense yeah so uh dr tora tora taro dr shima i i still can confuse sometimes why some characters go by their first name and some characters go by their last name uh and maybe that's just my broken western brain i think it's but even when i look at it i'm like oh she goes by her first name in the thing but then does it have to do with like their uh I think it their has professionalism? To, I think it has to do with how characters rank. relate to each other. Yeah. Like if they're friends, they can use their first name. But then sometimes I get confused. I wish um, everyone called me Hill. <laughs> yeah, I mean it would be like that. Like if if it would be like all your coworkers would call you Hill. Yo right? Hill. <laughs> Although like if if have you ever have you experienced where there's like two people with the same name? Yes. And then, and then that, <laughs> yeah, you, you have been. I'm, I'm always the second or third Julie in the room. But you're not like, you're not like Hill. Mm, that's true. It's I not... mean, now I am. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like. Checkmate. When, when I've experienced it, it's, it's usually like they'll, it'll be like last names to differentiate. Yeah. Um, but the second thing I want to say really quickly is like, um, <laughs> I, this is maybe like a multi-level thing. I feel like watching this, um, and I, you know, I think this is maybe like an obvious thing to say about any artist, but like, I I did not get the sense that like this was like his, he was like done here, right? You know what I mean? Like it felt like another chapter and in, in sort of like the ideas he wanted to explore and stuff. Yeah, but it still felt like there were just like so many fucking things that like, I mean, there was like a movie in production and he gave all these notes to like complete it. You know what I mean, and and just it's it like it, it's it exists in some form. Like there's a script, and there's like I think half of it's animated, mm. but like no, there's just like not. I think like the person sort of in charge of it has just been like, well, if like say like Hasoda directs it, then it's like a Hasoda movie, right? But if someone directs it in his style, then it's just like a, an imitation. So it's like kind of like You're a left with this kind of quandary, yeah. Of like, what's the right thing to do? I don't think there is a right thing to do, to be honest. Yeah, it's there's gonna it's it's like uh it, there you're gonna have to compromise in some way, but like this really does feel like a culmination of just like so many like technical things he did in all of his movies, kind of coming out in once. Like that horse thing that you called out reminded me a lot of kind of like the way that that uh the reality sort of moves frame in perfect blue where, where it's like you're watching TV and then like kind of zooms back and it's mm. like, you know, it's actually the real thing happening or vice versa. And then also like in perfect in a millennium actress where like a- aspects of like movie posters kind of become real. Right. And that kind of thing. But it's like all these like little touches that are like almost nods to his past work, but kind of become like their own. He nods to his past work, but he also nods to like, other anime and like yeah other, other like cultural things in this like not only if you like pause the parade you're like whoa that's crazy but like she dresses up like tinkerbell and she dresses up like um one of the characters from nausicaa valley of the wind yeah. and it's just like it's it becomes like very referential and i think that was i think that's like smart because in, in many ways this is about movies too uh, and I think that's sort of reflected in like the detectives uh subplot. Yeah, his reality sort of being like this um 
go between of, of of this sort of story he kind of imagined as a kid and then also yeah this thing he's trying to uncover right yeah and there's also <laughs> there's also like a moment that was i think we talked about like tentacle shit in wicked yeah. city last week but there was like a quick like tentacle like entrapment of a woman moment in this oh yeah that just felt like kind of like a joke almost or just like I mean, I could, I could kind of see him be like, you know, what if we just threw in like a tentacle thing <laughs> for like five seconds? Yeah. It's like, yeah, why not? There's some really off-putting stuff in this. Oh, uh, yeah. And it, it, there's definitely shots that make me, give me the shivers a little bit. Not in like a, not in like a, ah, way, but like in a, like, oh, that sticks with me. Like, yeah. it makes me like, it makes my blood like. Makes my heart start beating a little faster. <laughs> I mean, specifically, like the um, I think the scene we're both thinking of is when Paprika is sort of trapped by the, I guess he's he work I forget his name, but he works at the works f- at the company. Works at the company. Works under the chairman. Works under the chairman and kind of reveals himself to just be like a total stooge, and mm. not on the side of Doctor Chiba or Paprika. Mario or... Osanai. Osanai. Osa yeah, and so like he has Paprika trapped. Um, and it's like this, like sort of sexual assault slash slash uh, body horror body horror <laughs> moment where like he puts his hand into her crotch and it's like his hand goes into her. Yeah, and then absorbed. He, yeah, and so like it's it's like you see like the outline of his hand in her body and he's like moving his hand up into her like skull into her face. Yeah, it's it's pretty jarring. Uh, and then there's little little other moments where you're just like, what is happening? And it's like yeah. really off-putting. Very Cronenberg. Sure. Oh, sure, yeah. I mean, going back to the beginning, like when the when the uh, the older doctor that I was talking about earlier, like he he starts talking gibberish. Like yeah. he starts just like declaring things and like saying things before you even know any anything what's going on. And, and the first time I watched it, I was lost. But, like, this time I was hearing everything he's saying and knowing that he was referencing the parade. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and then he, he jumps out the window. <laughs> yeah. And uh, this keeps happening, like, throughout the film. These characters getting, like, lost in their in their dream state. And then almost, and then like, almost like, uh, jump like Dr. Chiba almost jumps off the, the balcony at the apartment building because the dream world and the reality are are getting too blurred. Yeah. And then it's like people are like stuck under like in the matrix or something like <laughs> like you're trying to wake everybody up like yeah. uh, the, the older doctor gets stuck in the parade and uh, and uh, caught in the dream and they're like that's like mission number one is like gotta get him out right gotta wake him up i feel like paranoia agent is about like communication in the internet age and sort of the way that like rumors pass through really quickly this is about like this is about go ahead sorry i was gonna say like identity and kind of like view of self in internet world got it yeah no i would say i was gonna say this is about escapism yeah. This is about getting caught up in escapism, uh, I think. Because, uh, so, you know, spoilers. <laughs> it's the chairman the whole time, which I'm just realizing is insane because he's, like, stuck in a wheelchair, right? Like, in reality. 
Yeah, so of course he wants to be in Dreamworld. But, but also, like, of course he's, like, the chairman. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. It's just, like... It's pretty... It's a good double entendre. I, I just, like... I mean, surely they... They knew it. They knew what they were doing there. But, um... But, uh, I mean, I'm not, like, 100% sure, like, what happens, but uh, it's him and o- Osai, I think his name, and uh, he's, like, using his body, very like Voldemort in the back of, <laughs> in, in, uh, yeah. in Quirrell's turban, you know? I feel like, I feel like Satoshi Khan got a little sillier. As absorbing like, the power, you know? Like, things were, uh, like, a little less, like, dire as things, like, obviously this is, a, like, a pretty serious story. But there are all these like kind of like little jokes and kind of like little things in this, and also like paranoia agent. Oh, a I mean, bit. it's absurd, right? Yeah. Like, even just like there's like the rubber ducky and the Statue of Liberty and the parade. Yeah. You can't help but get caught up in sort of like the the little things. I mean, the parade is is uh it it's, distractions, John. Yeah, I mean, the parade is. <laughs> I mean, on some level, it's like kind of disturbing or whatever, but it's also like very funny it's a visual masterpiece and very like fun <laughs> that shit is gonna be in the met someday <laughs> yeah <laughs> as like this is what animation's all about baby right and it's like all these you know you have like the initial parade where it's like all these like a like a band of frogs playing well it's toys and dolls yeah. and animals and souvenirs and then later on when people start kind of morphing into the parade yeah it's like you have like girls with like cell phone heads right and yeah. then men with cell phone heads, like, taking upskirt shots. Yeah. Which was, like, kind of... It gets dark towards the end. I mean, I think that was, like, a like kind of, like, a, a thing that was, like, happening a lot in, like, the mid-2000s mm. in Japan. Interesting. That's why that's why phones, for the longest time, always had, like, a sound when you took a photo. Mm. Like, the flip phones. So that way, like, if you were being, like, a weirdo... Like, you would have to, to, you would have to deal with the noise yeah. of your creepy ass taking the photo i didn't know that oh it's crazy but yeah it's like i mean little things like that that are just like kind of thrown in there and and yeah i mean it's like the the parade it's like equal parts like you know fun and 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 like exciting and then you know like the 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 head scientist who's like kind of in the dream that they're sort of trying to rescue Mm -hmm. like all these like dolls start like merging with his body yeah. And then, like, the, the doll that the rogue researchers kind of inhabited is, like, really creepy. Oh, so creepy. And that shot at the end where they're like, oh, we're out of the dream. And then it's just like, boom, just giant, giant doll. doll face. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> yeah. We touched on it a little bit also, but, like, I think that this is probably the best sound design in any anime I've seen. I mean, just insane. Like, I I have no words. It's it's absolutely amazing. Like not only like the music, which is um, the composer that uh, Satoshi Khan used for, I believe it was so like Paprika Paranoia Agent Millennium Actress. I don't know if he used them for um, Perfect Blue for Perfect Blue or anything, but Suzuma Hirosawa. Yeah, it's it's like he has like this like take that's it's. It's unnerving, positive music that doesn't sound like anything else. Yeah, it's very, it's like, there's like circus references, it's like oompa oompa, and then, but then it's like fun and, and, and manic at the same time, uh, and it like just totally fits with this like aggressive animation <laughs> of this parade happening. 
And like whenever that starts kicking in, you know, like that thing that, and it, and it really like adds to the mashup of dreams that are supposed to be happening. Like, yeah. oh, the refrigerator's talking and, and, uh, <laughs> and the frogs are playing the trumpets. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's like the music feels like what you're seeing of like this like totally crazed band that is is made out of like dream logic. So it's like the the main score is is very strange and off-putting and and wonderful and disturbing and then <laughs> you know, and then like in the smaller scenes, it's it's like this use of like kind of like light static texture that'll like kind of like mm-hmm. fade in to like kind of make like a, it'll be kind of set against like more serene music. So there's like this undercurrent of unsettlingness to an amusement park or something like that. Yeah. Um, and it's just it's just so well done. And like the voices and the like, where there's like a scene where like all the dolls are kind of talking at once. Oh yeah, and they're it's they're they were like shrill. Yeah. But like uh, digital almost. <laughs> Yeah, where it it sounds like everything's kind of passed through like a filter. It's just like it just kind of piles up, and it's it's just really great. Yeah, the layering effect is like really well done. Uh, yeah, kudos. <laughs> he, I think he really understood the 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 power of sound and. But it's also like film. It's also like a soundtrack I could listen to. Like yeah, I mean I could for pro- sure. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, it's it, I could probably listen to it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm also thinking like of like all the references. Like, do you think that the the detective always finds himself in this like red room that he also like accesses on his computer? Yeah, like I, later on, I think it's like his like email server or something like that. Like, oh, it's really? Like a, it seems like a web page that he's kind of uh, made there, real in his dream. There's like, oh, okay. There's like two two guys there that like guide him through the process, and I'm like. I, I, watching it this time, I was like, "Is this a Shining reference?" <laughs> seems it, a little bit. Seems like it. Like him going to the bar and talking to the bartender. <laughs> I love, uh, I love like upscale Japanese like lounge bars in media. Ooh, totally. Yeah. It's a I good. Mean, it's a good setting. There's no surprise that we like this because we like Twin Peaks, right? Yeah. <laughs> I will say Similar though. Themes. I will say I don't think I. I think. It's a very high bar, and I think I like all of them a lot. I think of his movies and work, this might be, this might be my 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 lowest ranked of all of them. Wait, what? Yeah. Of Satoshi Khan's work. Yeah. You don't put you put this at at the bottom. Well, because I I wouldn't put Perfect Blue above it. I wouldn't put Millennium Actress. I wouldn't put Tokyo Godfathers. I wouldn't put Paranoia Agent. Wow. Yeah. This is a. I was not ready for that. Or I mean I guess I, I would put, I would put this over like memories obviously like his short and that okay which was also like good but <laughs> which was also incredible in dealing with the same themes and I mean and that's not to say that this isn't like incredible like that's the thing it's like I wonder if he knew that he was uh, had cancer when he made this yeah because a lot of his work does deal with like kind of uh, memory and law and like. Uh, uploading your consciousness in some way and like what i mean was that even a good idea uh and like and it it it, it, i mean like the dream machine is like a great idea that like gets in the wrong hands and then and then it's like ruined for everyone 
Like, yeah. is there a, is there really a future where like the like certain technologies that that like play with your mind, like, or are meant to like interact with your mind, uh, ever gonna really work? I don't know. I'm. I'm now you're I'm, mad at me for my ranking. I'm really upset. No, I'm. I'm not upset. I. I get it. I. I guess I'm. On the flip side, this is your favorite. Is what you were implying <laughs> at the beginning. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Paprika is like probably my favorite of his work. Right. Honestly, like I. I could still be. That's in, so weird, like John. I, like I said at the beginning, like I. I still feel <laughs> like I'm kind of in like the shock viewing of it. Okay. And Fair I think enough. maybe upon a second watch, like I'll. I'll kind of get more into it but like all right my ranking of his stuff in my head we're going okay good millennium actress number one right that one affected you perfect blue two paranoid agent three tokyo godfathers four and then this five and then this oh well i mean i haven't thought about it that much but um for me i would say it's paprika Paranoid Agent, Tokyo Godfathers, Perfect Blue. What was the last one? Millennium Actress. Oh, I mean, it's so hard to compare them. <laughs> it's like, they're all like... They're all like... He literally has not... He he never made anything bad. How Like, how crazy is that? Uh, Pretty nuts. Like, not... Pretty wild. I would say probably not all of Miyazaki's stuff hits the same. Yeah, there's definitely, like, some standouts, right? But, um, yeah, it's really hard to say, like, one is better than the other because it's, like, uh, but I just really enjoyed this one. This was also one of the, my, uh, you know, like, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that I've not always been interested in anime. And I this like, is one of the first, I, yeah. like, brushed off a lot of anime. So I think there's a nostalgia element to me where this was something I watched when I was 18 and, and it worked for me, even though I didn't really understand it. But I like saw the potential in in anime. Not enough for me to like pursue it, but yeah, enough for me to be like, no, that was good. <laughs> it's like the first seed planted. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I think like it, it was this in Death Note. Like, yeah, uh, were things that I watched where I was like, okay, interesting. <laughs> I'm yeah. surprised that I'm watching it, but I'm watching it, and I'm in. <laughs> so I think, like, Captivated. Par- Paranoid Agent was on Adult Swim, and then, um, did you watch, like, G4, like, the video game channel back in the day? Mm, not really. They had, they, had a, they had a show called Attack of the Show, which was which was kind of, like, I'd say, like, geek culture in general, but they would do, like, you know, reviews of stuff. And I remember they, were, they, they reviewed Paprika, and, you know, the clips they showed seemed so wild, and I think, um... We were doing like the disc Netflix rental then, so <laughs> nice. I so I put that in, and I uh, we're I was... like, "Mom, can I see this cartoon?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Little did she know, my mind was blown. <laughs> I think I watched it with my dad, maybe full nipple by the end of it. Yeah. Do you think it's? I think I asked you this off the pot, but do you think it's um more more sexual or less sexual? Uh, to see, is it is it like? Oh, like a like a nipple. Like... I mean, we can talk about this more next time, maybe, but because it's related, probably to what we're watching next. Somebody covering up a nipple versus somebody like just having their just boobs having, out, just in... having like being like completely naked in an anime. Yeah. Um, I would say probably. I mean, what, it's... what's the word I'm looking <gasps> for? Uh, <laughs> right into the mic. Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> sorry. 
um, implied nudity or nudity. Right. Which, which is, which is, because uh, I think the point we were, tr- I, I was trying to make was, if it's just like naked people, like just full naked, it's almost like better than the implied nudity. Yeah, I think. Like, um, at least you're doing it, you know. Well, so like the nudity at the end of this movie where. Um, Chiba. Chiba kind of like rises and becomes like this giant. It's not like a sexual thing. It's just kind of like her body being like reborn. Yeah. In the wake of, you know, dreams returning or whatever. She's absorbing all the dream power. Versus, versus like if she was like covering her boobs. Well, if there was like a cloud or yeah, something. Yeah, it's like, okay, then it's like, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to think about like the nipple or whatever. You're gonna, then it's like immediately like oh, 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 sexualized. Whereas like this is like the female form. Yeah, exactly. Um, I guess it's all like contextual though. That's um, true. But that's I, true. I think I would typically think that like, I, would, I don't know, like I think I'd rather just see like uh, unsexualized nudity. Like Okay, yeah, no, that's a fair statement. I feel yeah. like, I mean, I feel like... Uh, because it harkens back to me thinking of like Ray, where she, yeah, that's she's, what I was gonna say. She's got like the skin tight suit, but it's basically like she's naked, just no nipple. <laughs> right, and then it's like <laughs> you see her naked to an extent, and it's like this so like she's just this like smooth bodied, <laughs> right, <laughs> with no definition. <laughs> yeah, whatsoever. it's weird. Yeah, should we should rewatch Ava? <laughs> I know, right? Um. But uh, one of the, one moment that really hit for me this time in in the re, in rewatching Paprika was uh, Doctor Chiba like realizing her feelings uh, for her coworker, I guess. <laughs> for the big man. Yeah, I've already forgot his name. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Tokusatsu. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> uh, and her just like. Like remember remembering, I know, but remembering like like him coming like in the elevator and her dreaming like she was still there and what she said, what she would have said if right. she was like acknowledging her feelings, and then her just like holding this ro- sad robot <laughs> that she pulls out of the wall. Oh, it's so sweet. Yeah, Tokita. Tokita. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> poor Tokita. So why why is this your favorite of all of his stuff? I don't know. I think it's just the themes. I I I really like connect with this idea of um of a sort of like an internet of dreams uh or or like uh just the idea of like so I think with my theory that Paprika is an avatar is that by the end of the movie when you know they pull her skin off in this like horrible you know hand scene and it's like oh it's 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 dr chiba the whole time and it's like i mean you know that because they reference her going going in and turning into paprika if you're paying attention right or it's a reveal if you're not paying attention (laughs) whoa whoa it was her the whole time but then (laughs) yeah paprika shows up Right. While they're like in this like where the dream world has like completely inhabited reality. Yeah, they become two people. And she's she's there with Chiba and she's like, I'll explain later. Never explains. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I think it's that the the AI has, you know, sort of like gained a little bit of consciousness. Right. Is it AI or, or did she like upload part of herself into it? Maybe. 
I guess AI is kind of is maybe both. You know, abstract at this point. Maybe both. Um, God, what was I gonna say? Totally, <laughs> totally forgot. Well, you were grilling me about why it's my favorite. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say like so. So what's like the one word uh, descriptor of all the Satoshi works? I would say like perfect blue identity mm-hmm. millennium actress film interesting uh tokyo godfather's I, family i i was millennial actress i would say um, or like aging legacy or, oh that's a good one you know like uh yeah, yeah. reflection reflection <laughs> the passage of time yeah reflecting on your own life because the fact that she's an actress is sort of like it almost doesn't even matter by the end of it yeah that's true. It doesn't, it doesn't. Anyway, this is not that episode. Tokyo Godfather's <laughs> obviously family, I would say. Christmas. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. family. Santa. Uh, paranoia agent, I would say probably like communication. Okay, yeah, yeah. And then Paprika, I mean, dreams. Dreams. Yeah. I mean, it's it's all about the dream machine. Yeah. Man, we just found out about the, this dream machine. I forget who made it, but like uh, when we were getting tattooed last, uh, our tattoo artist was telling us about like the dream machine, which is like this thing that spins and you stare at it and you like see lights and stuff and you can like it, it, dream it, while your eyes are open. <laughs> yeah, it simulates like the experience of what happens. to your. It, it simulates the experience of what happens to your eyes while you're dreaming. Like the light like hits your eyes in a certain a certain uh clip i don't know look it up <laughs> it's called the dream machine i think pretty crazy i want to try one someday um i just it's crazy to me that like we've lived on this planet so long and we still don't really understand why we dream it's kind of insane how much we don't understand right For yeah dreams it, especially it, it's like it's like the whole thing of like well, you only use like 10 percent of your brain or something well that's not yeah <laughs> or whatever <laughs> 50% of your brain. <laughs> Unless you're John. Then you're using 100% using, of your brain. I use 100% of my brain. I think we all do. I think John's that, got synapses. You don't even... I think the 10% is like myth or it's like not... It's just one of those think. things that somebody said once and then now everybody says it. Did everyone go to the fucking Ren Fair this weekend? <laughs> Sorry. It's Ren Fair season. Baby. Oh, it is? Yeah. I've seen, I've seen three back, separate baby. people go to three different Ren Fairs. Do you believe in like dream analysis? Yeah, I mean, I think um, I've definitely had dreams where there was clearly, I mean, there were some like very literal dreams of like me having an argument with somebody that was kind of related to like a real life, um, you know, kind of thing happening or like in a dream, I would say something that kind of had like a bigger meaning once I woke up mm-hmm. and then there, I, you know, then there's like the sort of like thematic dreams that kind of keep recurring that I feel like have bigger ramifications in real life. Like anxiety dreams or something. Yeah. Like the, I'll have like the, (laughs) I think I, I don't know if I've mentioned it on the podcast, but like, I guess like a lot of people have like the school dream where you're like back in school, but mine is, is uh, like I'm 29 year old John and I get like a, uh, a Somebody like knocks on your door and yeah, is like, you and never I, finished high school. <laughs> yeah, I, I never got all my credits in high school, so I have to like go back as an adult. Yeah, and like while having do like si- a job, do a science class. <laughs> yeah, midway through the semester. Or or it's like 
or it's like uh, you didn't realize you signed up for a class and then you have to like, oh, yeah. take, a, take a final or something. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but it's like you haven't been in school for like six years or whatever. Like not showing up to the class at all through the semester. Yeah. And then just like. And then realizing you're failing. Oh, God. What? Yeah. How am I going <laughs> to. I remember as a kid, I uh, my parents got me like a dream analysis book and it was like. It was like a dictionary type thing where you could flip flip through and like be like if you if you dream about teeth that means this this and that or like if you ever dream about a bear it means this if you dream about a uh, falling it means this like it was like specific examples of like what your dreams are trying to tell you so do you believe in dream analysis uh i think now if you would ask me that my answer would be i think we dream to i think it's our brain working out how we would react to situations mm. uh but it doesn't really explain why we dream certain things that we do you know yeah uh and i think i think i let it go because like i get scared about it you know <laughs> like i don't yeah. i don't want to really know what it means <laughs> if there is like a deeper meaning uh that's between me and my therapist okay so <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> yeah. But I, I do think it's interesting. Like it, this, every time I see this, it makes me think about it a little bit more. Um, and uh, makes me want to like open the box a little bit. I would love to start, have a, start my dream journal. Have a DC mini. Right. Just because go. how often do you wake up and you forget everything that happened? Right. Yeah. A lot. I mean, like I'll remember certain details, but yeah. But then just a meet, like how like you got from point A to point B. Sometimes it's just gone. I was thinking about this earlier, but like there was like this dream I had when I was like, like in second grade that, for like the longest time I was like, this is like the greatest dream ever. <laughs> and I I kind of still remember it, but not like clearly. Right. And then I was like, man, this is like my brain creating like a new memory to reflect back to this old synapse memory yeah i'm very interested that in that too like how much of our memory is real if i if i explain the the dream was like i was like in like recess and there was like a floating like bungalow and i took like <laughs> a like a flying escalator up and it was like basically like a level selector portal room <laughs> That like took me to like a city that oh, like, like in Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it, it was like it was like Parappa the rapper behind the nice. the counter. And I, it's like I selected one, and it was like the city that had like a giant Link statue. Oh shit! And I had like a cool mall. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. See, those are the dreams I wish I had these days. Like. Not these like anxiety travel dreams. Like it's always a travel nightmare in my dream, dreams. A dream about like a, a big water slide. I think part of the dream I had last night was like I got to the like I couldn't. It, it was an ordeal to get to the place, and then once I got to the place, like they were like, "Oh, you can't book a single room." So we put all of our singles together, and so there was just like some guy in my room. <laughs> it was the nightmare element, and yeah. then I couldn't find food. Everything was closed. She was seen barbarian. It was either like hot dogs or pizza or like wine bars, wine, <laughs> beer, beer and wine. Oh, like God. that was it. 
You're like, I'm trying to, even in your dream, you're like, I'm trying trying to eat healthy. I was like, I need a salad, damn it. (laughs) Where's the chopped? But that was like, that was like the second act of the dream. The first act was me just trying to get there. Yeah. Man. So, uh, yeah, what do you think? uh, Why do people like (laughs) Paprika? Because Satoshi Kon had a singular vision that no director has matched since then, and I don't know how long it's going to be until someone does. He was just kind of like completely unique, right? Yeah. Like his works are related, but, but separate. I mean, it's like, it's, I don't know. It's like, I, that's what I love about anime is like, you can have a lot of different like directors who are sort of maybe in like the same wavelength, but just, I mean, it's like with all film or art, right? It's like Mm -hmm. same kind of like wavelength mentally, but just like kind of creating totally different works. Like, 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 uh, Tanaka, doing uh lane mm-hmm. uh technolize you know that's one thing you have hidekiano doing evangelion mm-hmm. and then satoshi khan doing this you know etc cetera, etc cetera. like everyone has like their own um yeah. i don't know like their own outlook and their own kind of oh totally things that they're like exploring but it's, like it's expressed in in their anime even though the stories are all different right yeah they've got they've got sort of like something they care about <laughs> or, or are interested in imagine imagine holding a gun to miyazaki's head and being like all right you gotta do an internet movie no he would, he'd be like pull the trigger bitch yeah, he'd be like uh, he'd be like, oh, okay, and then he'd make a movie about the environment again. He would just make up a movie about planes. <laughs> about, like, a kid turning off his computer and chasing pigs in his backyard. Yeah. And then t- and then building a plane and taking off <laughs> and living in the sky. Or, like, or like going to... And being like, you can't tell me it's not about the internet. <laughs> or Yeah, or, like, going to, like, Hidekiyana and being like, all right, fool, you got to make wolf children, too. Mm. be like what <laughs> like what the fuck well it would never work because they're they're not interested in it so there's like <laughs> there's there would be no passion behind it everyone has i think when yeah. you're making a project like a fucking anime movie you need to have some serious passion behind it because this is gonna this is this i mean the amount of time that goes into these things is probably insane it's i mean it's like obviously there's a lot of people involved in the creation of this right yeah but at the same time it's like you have like a a, a a captain in a captain? way in a way that like a lot of i mean it's i feel like maybe like the appeal of anime in terms of like the film stuff is kind of like what i feel like i've been missing from a lot of like movies in general where it's like i mean in terms of like the mainstream shit it's like it's all like committee based and committee created of just like yeah you know these movies that aren't visions of like a singular director or whatever it's all these like you know kind of like checks and balances of of systems and film Hmm. and so it's like you know with anime it's like these giant movies in scale right you can tell a story about like all of the internet or all of time (laughs) but it's still like the vision of like one person and they're able to carry it out because you know it's animation well it's like also everyone's got an idea of like what that that looks like but you got with these giant sci-fi things you gotta focus (laughs) focus <laughs> yeah you gotta have a main focus or else you're just gonna get lost in the sauce um why do you think people like well i'll answer that question but i'm just on as an aside where where are all the women directors of anime <laughs> like i feel like everything we've watched has been directed we've by watched men. we've watched uh 
Silent Voice was a woman directing. Okay. But that was pre-podcast. Yeah, okay. Um, maybe we should watch that for the podcast. Yeah, I would I'm like just, to. Uh, I was just realizing. Just tired of dudes. I was just realizing as you were naming off all these like big creators, I was like, wait a minute. Where, <laughs> where are the ladies men. at? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I love Paprika. Yuri on Ice. Okay. I, I, I found a list. Okay. Of course there's a list. Because you can put it all K-On. on on. Okay. And you hated that, Julius. What does that say about your opinion on doesn't f- women doesn't directors? Doesn't say anything. It doesn't say anything. We're gonna we're gonna come back all to this those, in our ranking. All of those have that you didn't want to support. In common. Um, Way of the house husband. Okay. So we've watched a couple things. That's good. I didn't watch that one. That's relieving. Can you imagine if we've watched over a hundred anime and not a single one was made by a woman? Yeah. That would that would hurt me. Um, um so answer the damn question, Julie. <laughs> Why? Okay, it's it's complex. It's got high rewash value. The character of Paprika is just like really compelling. Yeah. Um and then the uncovering of the story is is really compelling as well. Like the the A plot with the B plot of the detective like uncovering his past and his trauma and the way that it it sort of ends on him and and this idea that like well it could work because uh, it works for this guy yeah really touching I found myself getting a little like uh, heavy you know getting getting a little emotional between uh, Doctor Chiba realizing her emotions and having it kind of work for her. Like to to release in in some way from from her own mind, and then having it connect and and realizing sort of the story that's happening to the detective, and having it work for him to release his trauma, so much so that he's able to go back to the movies, uh, and that's where it ends. But and it's so referential because it's like. Not only are you watching a movie about dreams, but it's it's like dreaming about movies. <laughs> yeah. There's like layers to it. And it's not just a dream inside of a dream inception, okay? It's different. It's more complicated than that. Uh and there's stuff there if you want to find it, but like you can also just watch it and not not like easter egg the whole damn thing. Uh, then there's some genuinely like kind of spooky stuff in it, like kind of like, uh, you know, definitely more of a psychological thriller. But I think it totally fits the theme of horror October. I'm trying to think of like, well, I guess Waking Life is about dreams, and I really like that movie. Or Mahal and Drive in multiple ways. Yeah, it's a dream movie, but dream movies are hard, man, because like. Uh, so I was gonna say, like, I I don't I can't think of too many movies that are about dreams that I like as much as mm. like this and Satoshi Khan's other work. But dreams are hard, man. It's like and like showing a dream and like sticking in dream logic is is not always like easy. Very tricky. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm a little sad to be honest. That this is like the last. Yeah. Yeah, I was kind of like, well, we, well maybe we just don't watch it, and then we can still like think of that we're gonna watch another satoshi khan you know yeah um yeah i mean that is sad it's now that (laughs) i mean the whole thing is it's never gonna be enough you know yeah like i could always go for another one but and and i do hope that 
in some way they release his unfinished work but even just like the script i would love to see but but part of me thinks that it might not happen just uh at least not for a long time well luckily we have you know the power of ai uh Machine learning is rising. Oh, good. So who better to make a new Satoshi Kon Let's put movie about of, robots oh, than that would be wild. Than a machine. Put all of Satoshi Kon's scripts into a, an AI and, learner and have it and have it write a new story. God. Uh, yeah, let's I'm in. let's do it. <laughs> well, thank you for listening to this uh, nightmare of an episode. No, okay. it was good. Ouch. I feel like Ouchie. I was I was a little low energy, but. No, I, I no. appreciate your enthusiasm. I I was very enthusiastic about it, and part of me wants to explain it, and then like you know, part of me is like, just go watch it and figure it out, and and watch it again, and then watch it with your friends and explain it to them, and and be and you guys can talk about it. This is that perfect movie for for the podcast because it's the exact thing that you want to show people. I guarantee you, your friends that are not into anime. <laughs> I guarantee it. <laughs> that's kind of that's kind of bold, but if, but uh, if Julie's I'm wrong, it. she owes you twenty dollars. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. But um, let us know what you think of Paprika, and let us know what you should watch next, and and tell me if you're mad that we watched this during our horror uh, season. <laughs> this should but, have been uh, the Cyberpunk month. Yeah, Cyberpunk month. <laughs> the the legendary. Uh, no, just that. That's just the rest of the year for us. <laughs> oh no. No, I I think we we gotta just watch. It's gotta be like slice of life, October, November. We've got something kind of odd coming up uh, if we ever finish it. And yeah, uh, I guess so. Uh, it would be a good Halloween episode. Yep. And, if we uh, can fucking power through it, it's, it's not a, that bad. It's but. a little bit of a doozy. It'll be a doozy. Woman to talk director. About it. Hey, I'm on board. <laughs> Look uh, who's a hater. Yeah, let us know what to watch next. Uh, you can hit us up at why do people like anime at, at gmail.com or you can reach out to us on Instagram uh, at why do people like anime and tell us why. <laughs> why? Why? Uh, that's it. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's next week, next week, more anime. Next week, we're watching the live action uh, Death Note movie. And there's nothing you can do about it. Ha ha! It's a nightmare for you now! <laughs> God. Ooga booga. Ooga booga. <laughs>